Luke chapter 3, verse 1. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip, tetrarch of the region of Eturia, and Trachonitis, and Licinius, the tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. Hi, everyone. I'm going to take a few episodes to go through some of these names because I think I mentioned this before, just the way ancient writers would date things was not the way we date things. They, Luke is being very precise here, and um, there's a lot of discussion about the you know, overlapping of some of these dates, etc., but this is how they dated things. They would name who was in charge of various things. Um, they had a form, the Romans had a form of calendar, but people, you know, weren't using it the way we use it. And uh, you would date events or things or stories by whoever was in charge of whatever area at the time or certain events that were going on, other events. So anyway, um, that's what that's what we're looking at here. And I think um, with the first one here right out of the chute, in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius, Caesar, and I think I've mentioned this before too, but we always need to remember uh, just the context of everything we read in in these events, in the scriptures, etc. The context or the stage or the backdrop of everything that happens in the New Testament is the Roman Empire. Um, I'm not going to go into the history of the Roman Empire because that could be its own podcast. I'm sure there's a dozen podcasts about that, so we're not going to do that, but... Uh, that's the setting for everything. Roman Empire, it's an empire. It was ruled by emperors, right? So this came after what's called the Roman Republic. Um, and the emperor is not just a king. He, he's a king of kings, right? He's a king over a whole bunch of other kings. That makes him an emperor. Uh, these, this history, these events, these people, they still affect us today. Even a calendar we use today, we, it's a Gregorian calendar by a guy named Pope Gregory, but... It's based on the Roman calendar. There's months in it that are even named for Roman. July is named after Julius Caesar in honor of Julius Caesar. August is named after Caesar Augustus, right, which was the uh, the nephew of Julius Caesar. Tiberius is actually only the second emperor. Augustus was the first emperor. Um, Octavian was the first and the best <clears throat> of all the emperors. He was... Uh, uh, he adopted uh, Tiberius to be his heir. Tiberius was a good military commander before he was an emperor. Troops liked him, and he ended up reigning from AD 14 to AD 37. And um, that encompasses the entire time of Jesus' ministry. Now, Jesus was alive, obviously, before that, but he was, he was a kid. Um, <clears throat> but his entire ministry, every, when he was walking and talking and teaching and healing, I was uh, just a side note. I was uh, I'm in a, I'm out of state. I'm in Michigan, and I went. All this pollen and stuff was you know has been wrecking me in Pennsylvania, and it just now settled down in Pennsylvania. And I was not I was sound I was feeling okay. Didn't have all this scratchy throat stuff. So I come ten hours west to Michigan to do some work, and it, all that pollen is now it's bursting forth here. So sorry for the way I sound. I apologize. 
Um, you get old, these things happen. So that's who we're talking about today, Tiberius. Just going to spend a few minutes on that. I think it's important that we get a, a picture of the setting of Luke and the, th- the stories that Luke is, is telling us here. Um, halfway through his reign, the reign of Tiberius, he kind of got sick of Rome. He didn't seem to even want to be the emperor, but he ended up uh, relocating to the island of Capri, which is a beautiful island that you can go visit today, and people do. They go there on vacation, et cetera. And, um, off the, uh, I think it's off the Bay of Naples. So it's not far from Rome, but not, it's, it, it's not a short walk either. It's, a, it's quite a trip. Um, so he didn't care for Rome. So he reigned from Capri. He became pretty surly by all accounts. And it seemed he didn't really want to be the emperor. It was just a big pain in the neck to him. Uh, later in, uh, in his reign, he started having um, treason trials and having people executed left and right. So he got kind of ugly. Um, the historians were his, the historians of like a couple hundred years later were not kind to him, but anyway, uh, and he ended up to make, to make, to like to make things worse, almost like he wanted to insult Rome. He chose as his adopted grandson and heir, uh, a guy named Caligula, who many of you I'm sure have heard of. He was just a horrible person who was so twisted and evil that when he became emperor, uh, that he was murdered in less than four years. Right by the Praetorian Guard, they're like, "This guy can't. This guy can't be in charge." So they killed him. Um, Herod Antipas, who is a character that we're going to look at, not this time, but maybe uh, in a couple times, um, he comes into the story. But he um, built a city in the city of Tiberias on the Sea of Galilee. You can, another city you can go there today to Tiberias. It's still called Tiberias. It's in Israel on the Sea of Galilee. It's a travel destination for lots of reasons, beaches, vacations, archaeology, right? A lot of history there. Um, Herod even named the lake, named the Sea of Galilee, he named it Lake Tiberias to honor Tiberias. That didn't stick because nobody calls it that today. Everybody still calls it the Sea of Galilee. But the city of Tiberias is still there. But when I, you know, there's a lot we could say about it. I love history and I know that a lot of that's going to bore a lot of you guys so I don't want to I don't want to stray too far off topic here but when I think of Tiberius I think of a scene later in Luke um it's the last week right it's the week of the crucifixion Jesus is in Jerusalem with his disciples and as usual he's teaching a lot of people people are gathered around um his Enemies, his spiritual and political enemies, right? So they're the chief priests, the rulers of the people. They're trying to trick him into saying something that can get him arrested or get him in trouble with the Romans. Um, imagine that you're trying to trick God. Good luck with that. And, uh, anyway, they're trying to trick Jesus and get him to say something that would get him in trouble with the Romans or with the people, right? So what they do is they bring, they come to him with this question, like, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar? In particular, it was a poll tax. Um, that everybody had to pay once a year or whatever it was. And uh, they didn't like it because, it, 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 first of all, you're, you're supporting Caesar. You shouldn't be, we shouldn't even have a Caesar. We should just be serving God. All of that stuff. There was all this stuff bound up into this argument. And then the, the coinage itself had the image of Caesar on it. It was just blasphemy. You can't have an image, right? Those kind of the things. So uh, they asked Jesus this question in front of all these people. 
And he says, look, why are you guys trying to trick me? He says, give me a coin. Give me a denarius. So they had it. First of all, why do they have the coin if they're against it? But anyway, um, they give him this coin. And, uh, and Jesus gives a famous, this famous answer that we've all heard multiple times. He says, whose image is on the coin? And they say, Caesar's. And he says, well, then render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and render unto God the things that are God's. Um, now, that image would have been Tiberius. So there was an image of Tiberius on this coin in the hands of Jesus. He says, look at Caesar's coin. He minted it. It's his image on it. So this is a brilliant scene for a lot of reasons. Um, but they, those reasons can wait till we get there. You know, we're not going to get there for a long time. And I, I'm not, we're not here to talk about that whole scene, except to, to say this. This whole render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's. And render unto God the things that are God's. And it's Caesar's image on this coin. Render unto God the things. What things? Well, everything. Render unto things the Caesar, things that are Caesar's. Okay, here. Here's your coin, Caesar. But what belongs to God? Everything belongs to God. We should be thankful for everything. Everything around you. Everything you eat, drink, and wear. Everyone you see. Caesar's image was on this coin. But where is the image of God? It's in the mirror. It's all around you, the people you interact with every single day. Render yourself unto God. Every heartbeat, every breath, every day is a gift. I am so ungrateful as a person, and I complain way more than I have any right to. We need to render unto God the things that are God's, and when you look in the mirror, that's what you're talking about. It's what Jesus is. That's the image of God. We need to love God with all our hearts and to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Why your neighbor? Because that's the image of God. We need to render our lives unto God. But what really gets me in that scene, thinking about the Tiberius, etc., <clears throat> what really gets me is the coin that they gave Jesus was a Roman denarius. And on one side was the image of Tiberius with the words, Tiberius, son of the divine Augustus right? Which is son of God. What, what that means is he was the son of Augustus. Augustus was the first emperor. Remember, the first emperor was named Octavian, but he became Augustus. The Senate proclaimed him Augustus because he's so august. Um, and he died and they made him a god. They the Senate and the people of Rome and Tiberius, etc., they declared him to be deified, um, divine. So Tiberius is saying, look, I'm the son of God. It says it right here on this coin. And on the other side of the coin, it said Pontifex Maximus, which means high priest, right? So the emperor was the high priest. He was the go between between all the people of earth and the gods. He's the high priest. So you just have this funny image in my mind of Jesus standing there holding this coin with the image of this pretender on it. No wonder he can just flip it back to them and say, basically, Caesar can keep his trinkets. He can keep his trinkets because they were looking at the real son of God and they were listening to the real high priest, the true high priest. And they were all standing there in the presence of the real king of kings. Well, that's enough of Tiberius. So we'll, 
we'll pick up here next time and we'll take a look at Pontius Pilate, another famous person. So um, for now, thank you again so much for listening, guys. <laughs>